Hello and welcome to this podcast, where we will be discussing the effect of long-term exposure to persistently elevated LDL cholesterol on ASCVD risk. This podcast was sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, and the speakers were compensated for their time. Statements in this podcast reflect the medical expertise and opinions of the presenters. Today, we will hear the perspectives on this topic from four healthcare practitioners spanning multiple specialties, including cardiology, family medicine, internal medicine, and endocrinology. We will hear from Dr. Guy L. Mintz, Director of Cardiovascular Health and Lipidology at the Sandra Atlas Bass Heart Hospital at North Shore University Hospital in Manhasset, New York. We will also hear from Dr. James Underberg, a lipid specialist in New York City, and Dr. Carrie Eusinarchus, a family medicine doctor, lipid specialist, and medical director at Centura Health Physician Group in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Finally, we will end with a note from Dr. Yehuda Handelsman, an endocrinologist who is also the medical director and principal investigator of the Metabolic Institute of America. First, Dr. Mintz describes the risk hypothesis of exposure to persistently elevated LDL cholesterol. We know the clinical benefit of lowering LDL cholesterol and other apo-containing lipoproteins uh, is important in terms of uh, reducing clinical events. LDL cholesterol is not just a biomarker, but really is a causal factor in the pathophysiology of atherosclerosis. The effect of lowering LDL cholesterol and atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease is independent of the mechanism by which the LDL cholesterol is lowered, meaning if we're talking about pharmacologic therapy or genetic polymorphism, we see that there's clear benefit in reduction of LDL cholesterol. And as we've seen from a variety of recent studies with uh, PCSK9 inhibitors and statins that lower LDL cholesterol is certainly better. So I think it's important for us to uh, look at the patients at a much younger age. Uh, certainly now with the uh, epidemic and obesity in adolescents and young adults, uh, the insulin resistance and inflammation associated with obesity, these are all challenges for us to reduce risk in a much earlier age than we would have considered in the past. So it's critical to identify patients with increased LDL cholesterol levels, and I'll also add in non-HDL cholesterol levels at an earlier age because prolonged exposure to lower LDL cholesterol beginning early in life has been associated with a threefold greater clinical benefit for each unit lower LDL than treatment with statins started earlier in life. And this may explain why patients certainly have a residual risk later in life you know, typically the American Heart Association ACC guidelines talk about group of patients uh, between the age of 40 to 70 and using the risk calculator to assess them. But really, you want to look at uh, all patients' risks throughout a lifetime. Cumulative risk to LDL cholesterol can certainly be used as a estimate of total plaque burden. Reducing long-term exposure to high LDL cholesterol can delay the onset and modify the course of the atherosclerotic disease. 
Dr. Underberg further emphasizes the importance of exposure time to LDL cholesterol towards ASCVD risk, highlighting the need for earlier diagnosis and treatment to reduce cardiovascular events and reduce risk. So one of the most important things that, that we've recognized when it comes to the association of LDL cholesterol and risk for ASCVD events is that time matters. Exposure to LDL cholesterol over the lifespan increases the risk. The area under the curve is key. And so the longer that you are exposed to a risk factor, the greater impact that risk factor has on events. And the longer you have that risk factor removed or decreased or treated, the greater the benefit. But also just as important, newer data suggests that the earlier the intervention, the greater the potential benefit. And so again, why is this key? Well, one of the things that we often um, see in our clinical practice are patients with inherited high cholesterol or familial hypercholesterolemia. The inherent risk in familial hypercholesterolemia is not just the degree of LDL cholesterol elevation, but the fact that by making the diagnosis, you know that patient has been exposed to that high cholesterol from early in life. And so that's what determines uh, the extensive risk associated with it is the, the lifetime of exposure. And so cumulative exposure to LDL cholesterol can be used as an estimate of total plaque burden and reducing long-term exposure to elevated LDL can delay the onset and modify the course of ASCVD. Diagnosis is key and early intervention is important. It is apparent from the perspectives of Dr. Mintz and Dr. Underberg that increased length of exposure to elevated LDL cholesterol is associated with increased ASCVD risk. Dr. Eusinarchus suggests considering long-term exposure to persistently elevated LDL cholesterol as analogous to a concept that providers are very familiar with, namely pack years of smoking history. So I think a lot of my colleagues in the primary care arena have gotten comfortable with the idea of pack years when it comes to tobacco use. And so I think the time is ripe really for us to think about LDL exposure in the same way. The vascular endothelium is a very dynamic structure, allowing certain things to cross and keeping certain things within the parameters of the bloodstream. And we know that cholesterol and LDL cholesterol in particular is central to the hypothesis and formation of atherosclerosis. So if you have a very high LDL cholesterol and a very high atherogenic lipoprotein burden, it adds up over time. The point to take home here is that why do genetic high cholesterol patients develop MIs in their 30s and 40s? It's because their vascular endothelium is bathed with a high amount of LDL exposure over time. And so if you really think about the treatment paradigm, we're probably not treating our patients early enough nor aggressively enough, akin to recommending smoking cessation early on and not going back to it. So I think it's a really important concept. It's LDL exposure years is my term for it. And it's very similar to the concept of tobacco and pack years of smoking history. Finally, we end with thoughts from Dr. Handelsman on the impact of long-term exposure to persistently elevated LDL cholesterol in high-risk ASCVD patients from an endocrinologist's perspective. We know 
that as more LDL is there, especially in the people that have obesity and diabetes, people that smoke, people that have high blood pressure, and now we know also people with rheumatoid, uh, different types of diseases with high inflammatory score in the body. These are all the people that LDL can enter into their uh, blood vessels and can cause and be uptake by macrophages. But these are the group of people where their blood vessels are much more vulnerable and therefore the LDL can enter in. And if they are a bit obese and got insulin resistant, the LDL is smaller and will come in. So the longer time they have, the more time they can have for lipids to be accumulated. Long-term exposure for LDL will increase the risk to have blockages, if you will, of blood vessels of one type or another. Thank you for listening to this brief synopsis on long-term exposure to persistently elevated LDL cholesterol in ASCVD. I'm Christina Jones. We hope you'll join us next time. 